So I have Gretchen Bonaducci with me, who just wrote a book. Now, Gretchen Bonaducci is best known for being married to Danny Bonaducci, the redhead in the Partridge family, and they had a very pol- polarizing reality show we did. We called did. Breaking Bonaducci that really was like nothing that we'd had seen at no. that time. No. And it came out in 2006? Five, six? Yeah, I think yeah. it was, we did two seasons, so I believe it was 2005 and 2006, but... I, I'm not even sure at this point. <laughs> so she has a book called Gretchen Bonaducci, Surviving Agent Orange. That's very funny. Isn't that, that he awesome? Was a very much a carrot top. And um, okay, so I read the whole thing. Yes, I'm pretty juicy. But I have lots of questions. Okay, I okay. would love to answer so them. So you were married to Danny Bonaducci for how many? Seventeen years? Sixteen years? Eighteen. Yep. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. I just celebrated my eighteen. Did year. you? Oh, congratulations! Yeah, Thank you know you. what? I always had hoped that we would be a Hollywood couple that would make it, and I tried really hard. Drew. Do you think that you tried too hard? Um, <laughs> so yes. maybe you should have. I felt like that a little bit in your book. You kind of were yeah. like, I should have given up earlier, but I was so determined not to be. Yes the statistic or because you guys tell the story of how you got married so quickly how you met him and how you got married so quickly okay um we were both living in phoenix he had just moved there and started a radio show i was working for an entertainment company and whatever the guy was doing that week it was my job to try to get his people on radio shows so like if it was a baseball card show or whatever it happened to be a psychic fair And it was right around Halloween, so my job was to try to get psychics on radio shows. And so I met him because I booked a psychic on his radio show. So that's kind of how we... And then wasn't there something where where... Was it that psychic that he'd met earlier that said you're going to marry a girl named Gretchen? It was a different psychic. But yeah, it was so weird because I saw her like a couple days before I was bringing the actual psychic that was going to be on the show. Okay. And she goes, oh, my God, I ran into Danny Bonaducci, and uh, he was at some, like, spooky house that uh-huh. I guess his uh, radio show was sponsoring or something. And she goes, oh, let me read your palm. And and she told me, he's, she's like, oh, my God, you're going to get married. You're going to get married really soon. He's like, really? And he goes, yeah, and, and the, it was a girl, actually. T-Gale was her name. She's like really skinny and she has all this hair. And that kind of matched the description of the girl he was dating at Uh the time. He's like, wow, really? Well, what's her name? And uh, the psychic goes, oh, her name is Gretchen. And she's like, Gretchen? I don't know anybody who's named Gretchen. So then the next day when I called to confirm the psychic, he took the number and called me back and it was just a very funny, weird coincidence. Like, So then when did you meet in person, then after the palm reading? I did bring the psychic in, but I really didn't have a chance to, to really interact with him. Uh-huh. And um, we were talking on the phone, and I was like, oh, I just moved back to Phoenix, and I used to live here, so I know a lot of the really fun places and have a lot of fun friends. So if you'd like, I'll take you around and kind of show you Phoenix. So that's... Kind so now you met. knew who he was, obviously. I did, but because uh, they made him go by Danny Partridge on the radio, which I'm convinced really was a lot of his drinking problem. Seriously, he was really depressed that at 30 years old, they, they were forcing him. They wanted him. to promote him as his 
childhood character yes. name from the series from exactly. when he was like 11 right he was on the yeah. show from like what 10 uh, to like 15 10, yeah 10 to 14 yeah. 10 to 15 I think it ran four years so, so his name on the radio show was not Danny Bonaduce. no it was Danny Partridge so everyone who knew who he was right but I lived in Germany during a lot of the period when that show was on. and plus I was five you know yeah. like so yeah. I never really watched the show, didn't know who he was so I didn't really know and for the people impact. that don't know because we have a young audience so yeah. this was like this is back when there was only like five channels on TV. Yes. This was the biggest show ever. And it was about a single mom who gets her kids singing in a, like a family band and they have this partridge band. Um, a bus, mini like bus, the Mondrian like a bus, bus. Like a school yeah. bus that they colored. And it yeah. was just like this hilarious, very funny, witty um, show that was actually before Brady Bunch, right? I think it was the same same time. time. But it was the same type of show. Right. Yeah. The Brady Bunch and the Partridge family were the same time. So, um, so you obviously knew when you're talking to him who he was, were you attracted to him before meeting him in person? I really didn't think that much about him. And then when I met him, he was so smart and charming and he showed up with champagne and flowers. And I was like, wow, this is a really sweet guy. And uh, so we ended up going out on this really great date. I made dinner. He came over, introduced him to my roommate. We all went out and uh, just had a great time. And um, we differ on who asked who. He says I did, but I just don't think. him to marry you. Yeah, that I would have never had that kind of confidence to Uh ask him. So um, I kind of felt like, well, I'm not really doing anything else. So this is probably as good of an so, idea as anything. So <laughs> it comes over at like seven or something. You make the dinner. Then yeah. you guys go out to like, what, a bar or something? Yeah, fun several place. bars. Went to see some bands. And yeah. through, at what point of the evening on the first date did, did he say, let's get married? Uh, we this, The lore is we got married seven hours after we knew each other. But that's not true. It was Probably more like a couple days, but that's what uh, everyone, that's the story he put out there. Okay. So it was a couple days, but I felt like, you know what? I have no real plan in life. This seems as good of a plan as any, so let's just do it and see what happens. So where did you go? Like just a justice of the peace? We called a minister and he came over just out of the yellow pages. So he didn't know we didn't know each other. Now, how did your family feel about that? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, you know, Southern Baptist, super religious family, so they were were of course not happy and I'm sure and his family wasn't either like they knew we didn't know each other and yeah so of course everyone was kind of concerned but I think that lucky but do you for think him, because of that crazy short period of time that you were like up against the naysayers your whole marriage and maybe yes. that's why you did try so hard and put up with so much you know I think it's a lot of reasons I think that's one I also think when you're raised in a religious family Sometimes religion kind of victimizes you a bit because you are so conditioned. You get married, you stay together, you know. Better or worse, love this person, forgive this person. Exactly. And so I think that you end up, if you are raised that way, that's just the way you are. And so I think it kind of was both, you know, definitely somewhat I wanted us to make it. And also I was conditioned that way. You stay in your marriage. You don't lose someone when they're in trouble, and so... So, throughout the the story of you guys together, like, early on... Now, when you met him and you guys were both out having cocktails that first night... Yeah. What did you... What was your assessment of his drinking and drug use at that time? Just recreational, or were you at all concerned? I really didn't know anything about his drug use. Um, Drinking, yeah, everybody was drinking. We were with friends. Like, I really 
didn't think that much about it. You know, I figured we were in a bar, we're drinking, that's what people do. So uh, I, I really didn't know. So at this time when you married him, you just thought drinking. Yeah, yeah, And then definitely. when, how far along did you realize that he used other drugs and what were those drugs? Um, well, I think w- before we got married, I'm sure he filled me in with, you know, everything. Uh, I knew he'd been in rehab. Um, I didn't so now, really being that he'd been to rehab, you yeah. didn't care that he also drank? Because isn't the rule kind of like... Once you go to rehab, even if you went for cocaine, you're supposed to... I know people feel differently now. Yeah. But I feel like, especially back then, the rule was like, you can't have anything. I didn't know anybody that was in recovery, so I didn't know. Like, I didn't know anything. So if you went for coke or whatever, it was okay that he was having cocktails with you. I didn't know anything about the program, so I wouldn't have thought anything about that. Like, oh, well, I should be concerned because... He has drug problems and he's drinking and, you know, like I I really didn't understand all the dynamics of that at the time. So I didn't even think about it, honestly. No. So let's get into some of the um, cheating stuff. Okay. One of the things I thought that was really disturbing, two two stories that you told. One was you had the roommate and he tells you that your roommate said to him, like, I could steal you away from Gretchen or something. That was after we had been married. But yeah, he did eventually tell me every time you leave the room, she's hitting on me. And so I was like, at this point, do you believe that? I did believe you did believe it. then, but Do you believe it now? I'm not sure. Like, I, I totally am not either. I owe her a huge apology or she owes me one like I don't know you know because I'm not really sure but I mean what what about I mean she was your roommate did you really think she was capable of that kind of I mean kind of yeah really because I had dated other guys that she would show up when I wasn't there so I'm like well it's in the realm that maybe she could have yeah 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 so it wasn't like I didn't see this behavior before that sort of made me go this is weird. Why are you here when I'm not here? Right. Yeah. Or why are you calling my boyfriend and saying, I'm coming to get you and taking you to lunch? Like, I wouldn't do things like that. So, yeah. So I felt like I didn't know. Right. You know, I'm married to this guy now and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And plus now, since then, I found out, like, uh, I've looked her up, which is why I changed her name. She's been in huge trouble with the law, like, arrested many, many times. So she was kind of, unfortunately, a mess. Yeah, she was. And a beautiful girl. And, uh, like, I feel sad for her because she came from money. Her parents were very wealthy. She could have had any life she wanted. How did you meet her? Um, God, how did I meet her? I think she was dating another friend of mine, and he introduced us. And then, and then we just became, became friends. Yeah, And your roommates yeah. in Phoenix? Yeah, in Phoenix. And, yeah. um, okay, so one, okay, a similar story to that I found in the book was then at one point you guys moved to Chicago because he gets another great radio gig. Yeah. And you, go, and you have friends that still worked at the old comedy club that you were a waitress at. Yeah. And well, they sh- worked at the improv. I worked at a place called The Funny Firm. and uh, But he went to the club. Right. And according to your friends who were the waitresses there, yeah. it was saying to everybody, um, yeah, I'm Danny Bonaduce. Yeah, I'm married, but I cheat. Yes, they did tell me that. And, and so uh, then when they told you that and then you confronted him, then he was like, your friends are liars. You can't be friends yes, with them anymore. Pretty much. Yeah. And so, again, because I'm trying to keep my marriage together, it wasn't really a choice between being friends with people, you know. Did he know when going to that club that you had friends there? 
Yes, but I so don't this is know. The cra- this is the crazy part that There's I There's like, so many thinking, crazy parts. But There's I was, just too I many. Was, yeah. I was, I was um, thinking about it when I was reading it, and mm-hmm. I was like, did he go there, doesn't care, forgot you had friends, was hitting on people, and then when the story got back to you, then of course said they're liars? Yeah. Or did he, in fact, go there from the start, plan on doing that so that they would say something derogatory about him, and then he could again break you off from friends? Yeah. I'm like, not sure. Because that's a very yeah. common thing right. with, um, you know, with manipulating, manipulating women. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, narcissists yeah, exactly. where they don't yeah. want you, they want to separate you from all your friends. Yes, that, that you was had definitely before. happening a lot. I mean, I want yeah. girls to really be aware of that. Yes, because me I've too. seen it happen with my own friends. That yes. Are not young, we're not young girls. I mean, you were a young girl at the time, but I'm saying I've had it happen with women that are like, you know, 40 and exactly. they fall in love with this guy. Yeah. And here my husband and I are like, let's all hang out. Let's have dinner and trying to ingratiate to the new boyfriend, then husband. And no, no, not interested. Not soon. I'm no longer even talking to this girl. Right, right. And uh, that's why I wanted later, to tell that story. Yeah. yeah then years later, she's with a horrible narcissist. Now she's divorced. But yeah, like yeah. years later, but it happened like to all of her friends. He just went, looks like a domino. This, this person's bad. This person's, you know, check, check told. Right. It's just them and the, you know, the three animals totally. left. It is something <laughs> that a lot of times men do. And I wanted to tell the story, like, don't yes. let them do that to you because they do want to isolate you. They don't want you to be around people who are going to go, oh, you know what? You need to know about this. And um, so I'm not sure, like, uh, how it unfolded. Like, I don't know if he didn't think that the girl would tell my friends. Like, he knew my friends worked there. Well, so I mean, throughout I don't know. your marriage with yeah. him, was it hard for you to keep strong female friendships? Because yes. Definitely. It was hard for me to have. I couldn't have any guy friends like that. Was I mean, not that was getting yeah. a little about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Cra- the yeah. crazy jealousy and the way you would talk about how then he would just bring it up and just berate and go on 25 yeah. rounds about the fact that like, God forbid, somebody that you dated from 10 years ago might be at a party that you were at. Not like you invited them or anything. Right. I mean, how did you even deal with that? It was difficult. It was difficult. Um, I I mean, now looking back, I, you know, am much wiser and I would never put up with stuff like that. But at the time, I just was trying to keep my marriage together. That's right. the thing. Like, like, so like under knew- any circumstances, I need... All right. So these people could cause me some problems. So I guess I can't be friends with them. You know, and he would, I I really had a hard time keeping a lot of friends. They had to be approved by him. You know, he was just kind of that way. Um, And and I just did it because I wanted to have my family and be married and have children. And so like you almost you knew his triggers. Yeah. And so then you would just try to stay away from them. Yeah. Yes. Or let's or avoid this up. for all costs. Let's call someone before and say, exactly. is so-and-so going to be at the party? Because if he is, then we cannot come. Like, I need to yeah. know before because God forbid it get back to Danny that I even knew this person from 10 years ago who happens to be male. He'll freak the fuck out. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I just tried which to avoid it. Which is also really crazy. It's all crazy. That when someone is a serial cheater, which your ex-husband Danny was... Yeah, they're the most jealous of you who never cheated once. Never. I would. I never even had an inappropriate conversation with a man because, again, it's just very weird when you're relay, uh, raised in a religious family. Like you are so conditioned, like 
you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, you try to, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything, you know, and I was so that way. So. But you were raised that way, but yeah. were you, like, going to church throughout your marriage with your kids, or just they, the, that was just instilled within you, but you were, like, practicing? My whole life I was, and then when... So you would take the kids to church, or yeah, no? Yeah, uh, oh. uh, well, we, I was raised that way before Danny and I got married, right? and then... When we moved here to Los Angeles, I got really involved in it again and started bringing him and the kids and uh, hoping that that would, would he be... like it. Yeah, he would go. I think he tried really hard. I think he that's the thing with him. He wants to be a good guy. Like he doesn't want to do bad things, but he can't help it for some reason. So um, I, I tried everything. I tried rehab. I tried religion. I tried anything. How many therapy. times did he go to um, live in rehab while you guys were together? Two times. Yep. And for mm. a long time, would you guys like visit him on Sundays? Yeah, or? 30 days. And we'd go on Sundays and do the family therapy. And, and so. And it, what was, when he went for those times, what was he getting off of? Drinking. What? Drinking. Oh, just drinking. Yeah. It wasn't a- um, I, I think sometimes he, in Danny's mind, if he was taking something a doctor gave to him. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. So I think it was a combination of a couple things. Um, but uh, I, once we had kids, I didn't want them to grow up that way. You know, I really wanted him to be healthy and to make good choices and be a good example. And so, you know, I was trying very hard mm-hmm. to get him to do those things and it was just impossible you know fine that's the thing that is so funny to me is i was watching dr phil which you know yes. ordinarily is not someone i would ordinarily leave my marriage over but he was like you know what kids would rather be from a bad situation than in one and i was like oh my god i am keeping my kids in a bad situation this is so that yeah. was so you happened to catch the show one day yeah. while you were married and that was sort of a little bit of a light bulb Total light bulb. I was like, I am keeping my kids in a bad situation. I knew if I don't leave in six months, I'm going to be in this exact same situation. He's not going to ever stop cheating. He's not going to ever stop. Okay, let's get into some of the things of the cheating. Okay. Okay. Now, there was one big incident that then got him tons of work, you said, being on talk shows, which was he was caught with a... A, a transgender yes. woman or prostitute or yes. what was it? Yes, a transgender prostitute. Okay. Um, and this was... And you're married, married during this time. Four months. We've been married four months. We were planning our big wedding because I'm the only girl. Of course, like I said, my parents are very religious. They want me to have like a wedding. And uh, <laughs> so um, we were planning that and it was Easter Sunday. Um, I woke up. He was gone. I just had the worst feeling. I'm like, oh, my God, something is really, really bad here. You woke so, up on Easter Sunday and he had never come home the night before? No, we, we had been, we'd actually been filming a TV show. Okay. Um, I think it was Fox in Phoenix had given us cameras and said, you guys shoot a show and then we'll put it on. Just do it and like a local TV show. Yeah, okay. So we had wrapped that night and we had taken all the crew out and uh, I was so relieved because it was a lot of stress. You know, I was filming doing sound i didn't know how to do any of these things you know i was yeah. just kind of flying by the seat of sort of learning pants. as you go yeah yeah so i was um very relieved when it was over because it was very stressful so we had thrown like a little cast party for everybody went to this pizza place we went home um and then i fell asleep woke up he was gone and woke so, up at like what eight in the morning uh no 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 like 12 one o'clock in the morning oh, okay. and he was gone 
And ordinarily, I didn't let him leave my sight because I knew better. Like, okay, I need to just like so make sure. So it was sure. like you had a toddler for 16 exactly. years. Exactly. Like a baby who was always like putting their finger in sockets. a baby that could die of sockets. Sockets yeah. at like any moment. Exactly. Um, and so <sighs> I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, um, he's gone and I don't have a good feeling. So I took our dog. I was walking through the neighborhood, going to the bars that I thought he might be, asking if he had been there. Going to 7-Eleven. It's like, hey, have you guys seen Danny tonight? You know, because I, I just knew something was bad. And uh, so I was walking back to my house with my dog because I couldn't find him. Nobody seems to have seen him. And I see all these cars like flying by 100 miles an hour down the street. Cop cars. Yes. And a, a, a car, too. But I, I was too far away. Like, I couldn't really figure out what was going on. So I walk back to my house put my dog in and I hear a knock on the door and we lived in like this condo that was three stories like the downstairs was the garage and you had to go up a windy staircase that level was the kitchen the living room but to answer the front door you had to walk down you know staircase so I hear like pounding pounding on my door and I open the door and there are literally 20 cops out there going oh my god a guy just raped someone and he ran into your house I was like oh my god come in so when I left, nobody was in my house. Nobody was there. I, you know, Danny was not there. So now I'm freaking out. Like, how did someone just walk into my house? So I let them all run in. They run up the stairs. They're uh, looking through everything. And I'm down in the living room. I-, I don't know what's happening. I have no idea what's happening. And so within like a minute or two, they come downstairs dragging Danny, who's naked. So apparently he had beat them there by... I don't know, uh, a minute maybe, went in, took off his clothes, got into bed so he could say he had been there all night. And so they drag him down. He's yelling, you know, tell them I've been here all night. And they drag him outside. So I had no idea at that time. And what are you saying? Do you say he's been here all night? I didn't say anything. I was like, you know what? I need to speak to an attorney because I didn't know what was happening. Like, no idea. And the last thing I'm going to say is anything when I don't know what's going on. Right. So um, So he goes to jail. He goes to jail. Yep. Call my parents. Do they let him put on some underwear at least? They gave him my little tiny shorts. Like he when they uh, brought him out, he had on tiny, tiny little shorts. No shirt. Uh, and um, put me in the back of the cop car because they're like, you need to identify the car. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying a word. I need to see an attorney. I don't want to say a word. Um, and so, and how how many days before your big fancy formal wedding is this? Oh gosh, like 30, 40 days. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, May fourth was the, when we were. Supposed, I don't okay. remember what. And so this day. is like April. Something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So my dad. My mom came over and I'm, you know, devastated because I don't know what's happening. All I know is what they have said to me, which I can't even fathom because he could go into any bar any night, pick up any girl. You know what I mean? Like when you're famous, that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, but isn't yeah. that disturbing to know that he would go into a bar and pick of up a course. girl? Of course. Yeah, no, I'm not excusing anything, yeah. but I'm just saying at this point in time, I don't know what's happened. I right. don't know. I'm you don't yeah. know if he did pick up someone. I have and, no and idea. Yeah, and she's yeah. I didn't even know there was a process. I didn't know. So anything. what was it? What it, did it turn out to be? Well, his version was it was a girl standing on a corner who asked him for a ride when she got in the car. He realized it was a guy and a prostitute wanted to ride home. He said, no, you have to get out of my car. Person wanted to be paid. And he said, no. 
So that was the story that I got after the fact. Because, again, okay. when he was there that night, I didn't get any so story. So that, that yeah. person, the transgender prostitute, then yeah. said that he tried to rape her? Or where did the rape come in? Uh, it didn't. That's just what the cops at the time thought had happened. Oh. They're going from what they think has happened. Okay. They don't, yeah. Yeah, so they were just telling me some guy that raped somebody came into your house. So, so did, turned, they, did the transgender prostitute ever give a statement to a, a reporter or a cop or anything? Did uh, they ever oh find yeah, that no, person? there was a big, big, big trial in Phoenix. Danny was going to prison. Not prison, but jail. He was going to jail. For soliciting a prostitute or because there was an uh, altercation with the prostitute? There was um, many charges. It was uh, a high-speed chase. And he was on probation in Florida at the time. So he had violated for his probation. What? For drunk driving or something? Uh, no, for he was down doing say no to drugs for MTV and got arrested trying to buy drugs down <laughs> in Florida. I know. Absurd, right? Yeah. So he was, um, yeah, in big trouble for that. So he was on probation. So in Arizona, if you are arrested for reckless endangerment while you're on probation, it could carry a life sentence, I guess. So he was a lot of things. It was now, with his story of picking mm-hmm. up the transgender prostitute who he thought he was just giving a poor girl a ride right. on the street, which yeah. uh, guys do all the time, you no, know. Of I, I never believed. So, yeah. um, but that is exactly the Eddie Murphy story. Yeah. The Eddie Murphy exactly. story is it's 4 a.m. He couldn't sleep. He wanted to get a paper from a newsstand, saw a girl yeah. who said she needed a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave her a ride. I guess this is your standard Divine story. Brown. Yes. That was with um, Hugh Moore. Is that uh, what's his name? No, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Hugh Same Moore? Thing. Oh, that's a comedian I know. Yeah. Hugh Grant. Right. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Right. Who, and, you know, he was smart. He came right out and said, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Well, you Danny, know, trying to save it. I but, talk yeah. in the book that it depended on who he was talking to, the story. Like, there's the Howard Stern version. There's the Oprah version. It just depended on who he was talking to. Right. That was the version he gave to me. Did I believe him? No. But again, I wanted to. Would you ever get mad and go, what are you doing picking up a girl, so a guy, anybody? Course, what are you doing picking course. up anybody on the street? Of You're course. obviously going to do something yeah. bad. Would you say yeah. those things to of him or not? Of course. Of course. Yeah. And what would he say? I'm sorry, baby. I love you. Uh, no, he was like, if you leave right now, I would not blame you. If you go, I would totally understand if you he, would oh, like to Oh, he would go. say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I married you for better, for worse. And so I'm for gonna, prostitutes. And- I, yeah, I, I didn't really factor that was going to be something I was going to have to deal with. But yeah. Yeah. No, I just really wanted to have my marriage and make it work and help it. I'm a fixer. I definitely am. I mean, I attract a lot of broken people. I think it's because my capacity to deal with it is really great. And so I guess that's why. I mean, I just can deal with people that have a lot of issues. Do you find that with girlfriends, too? Yes. Yes. With everyone. Definitely. Because Adrian Curry is one of the people that wrote a beautiful thing about you in the book. Yeah. But part of the beautiful thing that she wrote about was that she's such a nightmare and you put up with her. Oh, Adrian? Didn't yeah. she? Yes. In yeah. the foreword? Yeah. No, she's so She's not. like, there's times that I don't... I don't um, I blow her off and she'll keep coming around and say, what's wrong with you? I need to help you. She's she's so wonderful. I love her. She well, is a wonderful I girl. Think she's, and I think we have I know, so, but but you just said you attract people I do. that. I, yeah, I she definitely She herself do. is saying in your book she's a mess. 
you not yeah. realize that she knows that about herself? Yeah. Well, I think we both, I mean. I mean, I think it's good that you're a good friend of her, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. she is one of the, I'm saying you. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't care. I mean, I feel like if you are a person who can handle people and try to help them, why wouldn't you? I mean, I feel like that's kind of why. I'm okay, so, here, the, so so that thing, some whatever, gets settled, right? The thing that this yeah. problem gets taken away, right? You have, do you have your fancy wedding? We do, yes, okay. we do. Um, and, and nobody's nobody's like whispering about it in the bathroom. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sure okay. they are. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they like, are. Like, what is she thinking? She's yeah. such a gorgeous girl. She could. No, no one ever said that about me. So. Why? That's another <laughs> thing that you say a lot in the book. Like, I can't believe this guy liked me. I never was. I mean, I, I did from not. The mo- from the moment I've seen you in the press years ago, you were model, good looking. You're gorgeous now. Why do you? Why did you have this like? self-esteem that you weren't like a total babe because I really wasn't I really have done a lot of things and I think it just kind of you do a lot of things to what make yourself look good what have you (laughs) yes yes um uh I I uh yeah I you know what I really didn't have great esteem when I was younger I really didn't have a lot of dates I really didn't have a lot of things like that so um for him to like me was kind of un unreal to me like and you didn't think that you would ever get someone this fun this great yeah yeah I so mean, you'll take the bad with the exactly with the fun and the perks and all that that comes with being with a really funny guy he was he you know super is funny, funny hilarious very smart um thought the world of me you know always put me on a pedestal to people like that's the weird thing right the, way the, whole, he, the yeah. whole thing of of your persona on the radio show is like oh my yeah. god i've got the greatest wife the most fabulous yeah. i believed him so did this whole city like when i finally had <laughs> to face the fact that i mean i always suspected that's that's the weird thing until there was texting and computers and all that stuff, it was kind of hard to catch people. Cheating. Yeah, cheating. And even though I had a feeling it could be happening, I never could catch him. And I was not willing to leave my marriage over something I thought was happening. I needed to know what was happening if I was going to So let's talk about go. the one time that you yeah. knew for sure. Yes. Okay, so you're, you went to several cities with radio shows. Then now you're in L.A. And right. he's on. And I totally remember this show. It was like The View, but with men. Exactly. So it yeah. was Danny, Mario Lopez, Dick Clark. Who and was Dr. Other? Jan Adams on the first season. Okay. And then he and it was a daytime was like a, talk show with right. these four guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember it. And, um, and he, I think it was a great choice for it, right? I mean, it was fun. It was, it was doing well. So now tell the whole story of, of when you first suspected something was going on with a girl that worked on the show. Well, like the usual stuff, when you pick up the phone and someone hangs up, uh, just like a distance, I started to think something wasn't right. And so, But you, you said something that was interesting where it's like, you know, trust your instinct. Right. Yes. And sometimes you can, I think sometimes whether, you know, you're in it or it's a friend or whatever, you you can nip stuff in the bud if your instincts are good enough. If you're like, you know what, I'm not comfortable with this person working yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, get them out, and they'll be like, you're crazy. Be like, I don't care, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with that person working for you. They need to give them a severance pay, get rid of it. Like when you yeah. have those instincts, I've had friends that have had suspicions, 
of and you know that person then ends up ruining their marriage they're now married to that person and the guy's miserable so that's not any good though because they have kids together but right when in this case you were at a christmas party right and this person who ended up having an affair with danny who worked on these man view show whatever it was called what was it called uh the other half the other half yeah and you're like there was something going on in this yeah. three-way conversation and i told him i'm like i felt like you and that girl were having some sort of conversation over my head and i don't appreciate it i don't so like you it. did say something i did yeah and of course he's like oh you're just crazy you're yeah crazy you know why would you think that and i'm like i don't know because i do you know and so uh, that was the thing that i caught it then and dismissed it because he was telling me you're wrong you're crazy and i'm thinking oh maybe i am crazy you know what would you if you were to jump back in time from the, to that christmas party yeah what would you have done differently at that moment you brought it up to him he says you're yeah. crazy is there something that you would have done more now knowing the result I, you know what i don't know because i i'm just the kind of person that always wants to give everyone the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. so i'm not sure i would have i mean like i said i wouldn't even leave my marriage until i knew for right. sure so unless but like what would be your advice if you had a girlfriend come and yeah. tell you and her story is very similar to the yeah. one that you just said i would not doubt it i would say trust your instincts i should have i didn't and, just, and yeah. maybe try to do a little investigative work, right? Which was right. harder back then. Yeah. So, so anyway, so um, now like texting he, had just started, like literally 2005, 2006. Yes. Um, and so I started to have my suspicions. So what I would do was I would get into his phone and pretend like I was him, you know, to try to fish it out, you know, because with now, the, with this person. Not not with her, but after that, after that whole thing happened, when I now was like, okay, now I know for sure he's done this. He's he a cheater. Might, yeah, keep doing this. So wait, let's get back to the story of this girl. Cause okay. It's pretty awful. Yeah. So he would go get you Starbucks. Yep. And come back an hour later. Hour, hour and a half later. So say the line was just yep. out the door. You'd have a cold sc- Starbucks. Totally, yep. And yep. then you found out that, in fact, he was seeing her during those Starbucks runs. Well, yeah, he had moved her down the street. Or I don't know if he, I never found out if he actually paid to move her there. But right. she was living down the street from us. Like because, in an apartment down the street. Yeah. Here. And so I'm guessing because at the time he was doing the radio show, the TV show. He was also doing voiceovers. He was gone all the time anyway. So... Too hard think, to keep track of it. Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah there was, he was gone all the time. There was no way for me to ever think anything because he had the radio show from 6 to 10. Then he had to go do the other half on... So how long yeah. did this affair with this individual go on for? Um, I think until I found out uh, probably from December to May till I finally caught it. So like, like for six sure. months. Yeah, for like six months, I think. And, and then when you caught it and he says, I'm in love with her. Yeah, I go, go. Bye. Oh, you did yeah, say that. Yeah. yeah. And he did for like 24 hours. And yeah, I mean, I was just. And then what happened after 24 so hours? So devastated. Well, he was calling me and going, please, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, I'm going to let her go. And I, you know, want, want my family. Did you ever want to confront her yourself? No, she was like, like that calling. scene from um, Fatal Attraction. Uh, this is Gretchen. <laughs> Stay away from my family. Yeah, and then uh, hang up the phone slowly. Well, uh, one. This is. I think I tell the story in the book. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I guess he wrote her this like stupid hokey poem one time about how 
uh, there was all these balloons in the world. Oh, the, the balloons! Most, yeah, the most beautiful balloon was the blue balloon, and uh, and so some kind of poem or story he wrote for her. So I was driving down Los Feliz Boulevard one day, and I knew which one was her apartment. And there were this whole thing of blue balloons outside of her balcony. I was like, "Oh no, you didn't!" So I called one of my friends. I'm like, "Oh my God, this bitch!" Just put a bunch of blue balloons trying to tell him, you know, I'm, I'm the still one. Here. Yeah, I still and love you. You really want me. I'm the blue balloon. So my girlfriend and I, <laughs> yeah, go and get like gardener tools and we. Uh, and gardening sneak, outfits, you yep, said, right? Yep. And try to go and pull the balloons down because I'm so furious that how dare you try to do this. So why she's not there, you tried to get on her yeah. balcony and so take we, her we balloons. So we snuck into her garage. Parked the car, tried to go get the balloons off the balcony, but it was too high. We couldn't do it. Then we got stuck in the garage and we couldn't get out. You were locked in. Yeah, we were locked into the garage. So then we're trying to open every car door, trying to find one with an opener so we could get out because, you know, I didn't really want to get caught in her garage dressed as gardener. Are you still close to this friend? We were, and now we're not friends anymore. So sadly, I, I love the girl, but she... I, I do my limits. Like, I will try to help people. Well, it sounds like she was point. trying to help you. She, did, she was. Breaking but, into cars and acting like yeah, a gardener. Right, she was. But then after <laughs> five years of other things, I finally just, I mean, I do have my limit. I will put up with a lot to help people, but eventually I will walk away, just like I did with Danny. I mean, it's like my my assistant who has worked for me for years. She's like, people just don't understand. Once you shut the door, you shut it. And I do. Like, I will help anyone for years and years until finally I just can't anymore. Same with Danny and a lot of my friends. Like, I will be here. I will be your friend until you give me reasons that I need to, like, So how many years between the end of this serious affair did you guys start doing the reality show on VH1? Uh, I think it was six or seven months after. And so in the show, you're like, we're going to share it all yep and we are going to go to therapy and everything and right. well first and that had never been well, done actually, before first you said you were actually trying to sell a show kind of like uh dinner like a dinner with that famous was the pilot friends. we shot yeah. yeah we um we had shot a pilot called rock and roll dinner party and the concept was rock stars came over and it was a potluck and they all had to bring their favorite dish and then they would film the show that is what we filmed as the pilot when we took it to VH1, they said, oh, well, we like you guys, but we don't really like the concept. So we're just going to do, because everyone wanted their Osbournes. Right. You know, at the time, the Osbournes was a huge hit. And then Nick and Jessica. Yes. So everyone was looking for the next thing. Right. And so we ended up. The, the famous real family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up uh, getting the show and it was, we were always going to do the therapy. And also that was the thing that was really important to me. If we were going to do this, I wanted it to be honest. Like I wasn't going to go, Oh, remember that time when you said this and I said that, okay, let's do that again. And you know, that was not what I wanted to do. If we were going to do this, I wanted to do it honestly. And so that's why I wanted to do the therapy. And I wanted people to see who are sitting at home who had husbands and wives who had affairs, what, what the collateral damage was going to be. So I wanted to do that. Um, And then, I mean, it was crazy. And had they come up with Breaking Bonaducci? I mean, that title really said it all. Because Being Bonaducci was taken. It was uh, uh, Being Bonaducci, Being Bobby Brown had just come out. So we wanted to do, it was, yeah, 
being Bonaducci was the name of the show. And then he took that title. So we had to come up with something else. And then, but I, I honestly can So when tell you, you came up with Breaking Bonaducci, you didn't think that it would be this tragic thing where we no, would see no. him shooting himself with steroids because nope. he was nope. kind of into like working out. Big time. So yeah. we saw that. Yeah. And what about when I just remember him being shirtless and like all the skateboarding time. down sunset or something looking for you or trying to get something. There were yeah. like crazy scenes like that. Yeah. He was going to a liquor store and he was sitting on the curb and he drank all that vodka. Um, yeah. That all these things were happening. It, it was not the show we ever set out to do. I honestly do not think we would have been brave enough to do that show had we known it was going to go in that direction. That was not the show we set out to do. It was not. It was supposed to be a funny Osborne type thing. And how old were your kids at the time that you were doing it? Uh, my son was like five, six. My daughter was ten, eleven. They're six years apart. Uh huh. So, um, and did it affect their life? Yes. Like, yeah, I like would. People tell, knew at school and stuff yep. like that, and they would say stuff. Or yep, 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 for sure. I mean, that's one thing I would definitely caution people doing reality shows that you know, like. The Housewives series. Yes. And you you put your kids on there. They see what you're doing and then people will comment. And that's the thing. At the time, there weren't really boards. That was just starting. Well, yeah. usually the only housewives that can, that don't have their kids is if they're divorced and the other parent says, the husband says, we won't let, the, I won't let our I child be on the call. show. Yeah. And you think that is a good call oh, in yeah. the end. Yeah. Like had I thought about it and again that wasn't the show we were supposed to be silly osborne crazy yeah, family funny, yeah and that's what we were were supposed to be doing i never thought we never thought either so one when it of started us, is yeah. what made him when you thought you were going to be these funny people what made him go off so on the deep end during those months of filming i think the therapy like when we were there and we were really dealing because again i didn't want to do just a stupid, can I yeah. swear? Or yes, no? yes. Like a bullshit kind of show. Right. That was just, I did, I did not want to do that. If we were going to do this, we were going to do it real. And it was going to be everything that we're saying as it's unrolling. I'm not going to recreate or retalk or redo anything. And so um, we, I wanted it to be that way. And then I think when he was being challenged by the therapist, he was getting really mad. Like, I don't think he ever wanted to face anything and when he had to he couldn't deal with it at all like he just couldn't i mean you saw what yeah. happened he just kind of went crazy and so then so then um that was the first season i guess yeah and and one of the scenes was lisa fox who i know too yeah throws who you, i love yes yeah. such a good person yeah. who's a radio host here in la and she throws like a fun birthday party for you with strippers right. knowing it's going to be filmed and he just freaks the fuck out. Freaks now, out. Now, why do yeah. men freak out over male strippers? Nobody likes them. Nobody yeah. wants them. It's always like a joke. Well, I think what you said earlier about how I had to avoid yeah. Yeah, anything. Like, I already knew. I was trying to say to my one of my friends, could you just pretend to be me? These strippers don't know who I am. So you just say you're me and then we'll get this done and... That's how we'll get around this because I already knew if he found out he was going to go crazy. So yeah. you knew, like, even if he didn't know it was being filmed at the time, that you're in your head, you're like, great, three and a half months from now, 
this scene is going to be on TV, and I'm going to have to be yelled at for days about it. Yeah, I, I really wasn't even... I was like, oh, my friend Lisa. I said, don't tell me anything about the party, because, again, I want to react. Have a so spread, I'm yeah, react. right. Yeah, and so I didn't know, and, of course, she's completely innocent and sweet yes, and just thinking, thinking this would be fun for yeah, you fun exactly, tv exactly because you know she's in entertainment mm-hmm. so she's like what can i do to make this a really good show yeah she would never have done that not in a billion years if she thought was she was horrified gonna... after yeah i think she felt really bad and it was not her fault of it course was like, not. yeah no. totally not her fault um and i don't think she would have ever done that had she thought this would be the way it was going to Unfold. And so that so. was first season. Yeah. You agreed to do a second season. Right. And the reason we agreed to do the second season, because I would be going, oh, my God, you're ruining your career. Stop this. You have to stop. Like, this is not good for and you. And at, at the time yeah. that he's shooting this, is he still on the radio? Yeah, he was on the radio. And that was the afternoon drive, right? I used to listen to him. On no, like he F- was on the mornings. The mornings. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was on. He had uh, on FM, morning, right? uh, Star 98.7. So yes. Lisa was on yes, the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's how I know her. Right. Um, and so, yeah, they were. Um, so you're like, let's do another one to repair. That yes. was the whole reason that we okay. were going to do the second season. We need to repair the damage that you've done to your reputation. <laughs> so let's do the second season and make this a feel-good season. Right. And, and then, then he just went crazy. Like, that's the thing. And did they you end up fin- did you finish the season? We did. We did. How but many episodes was it, the second season? I want to say nine. Thirteen at the most. That's yeah. usually what you got. Mm-hmm. I think the first season was supposed to be 13. I think we got more of the first season because nobody thought, that was going to happen and then they just kept following us and we did like four days on three days off so whatever i was going to be doing i would plan while we were shooting so i'd have things to do like oh i'm gonna rehearse with my band yeah i have lunch with my girlfriends whatever it was um so we so then after that second season is that when you finally decided to yeah get divorced well the second and the funny thing was they know how to push your buttons. They totally the producers. know. Yes. And so for the second season, they sent him down to Mexico City to meet with the actors that were going to be dubbing us. Because from what I understand. Dubbing you for the reality yeah. show. So they were going to yeah. do the reality. They were going to air it in Mexico. It was number one. From what I understand, it was number one in 22 Latin American countries. So they were. Did you see having, that money wise or no? No, Ugh. no. We never saw another dime, which I want to know why. Like, why was it sold worldwide and we never saw another dime? So they send Danny to Mexico City and he's meeting with the actors. So they show that scene and then it was off then. A game totally They show the scene to the strippers. Yep. And so now he's gone crazy again. Again. Screaming at the actors, you're not mad enough. Like, and these people are like looking like all scared. Like he's trying to give them direction on how they need to do their voiceover. How loud they have to scream in Spanish. (laughs) Oh my God. So then it was just off the rails again, season two. Um, We decided not to do a third season for that reason. We were just like, if we do a third season, we're getting a divorce. And let's just not even do it. Let's just... Give them another show, which we did. We gave them, I know my kid's the next child star. Did Is you the ever next see the child show? star? I remember yeah. it, yeah. And that was where we took a, a parent and a child, and we were looking for the best parent and the best child. Like, if your child was great, but the person was a right. big you stage mom, like we didn't really want that. A good monitor, so, yeah. Yeah, so we decided not to do the third season, and then he was, like, full-on into AA and really trying hard, and then I 
you know, realized he's off again. And you mean he started using again? Yeah. Drinking girls. I was like, I I just know this is never going to change. And if I continue to stay in this, I'm letting my children stay in this. I am allowing myself now to continue to put up with something. I mean, because I always thought, wow, everybody thinks I'm awesome. Like he's always like, oh, my St. Gretchen. Yeah. Yep. And you kind of start in living that role. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, I don't even care anymore. Anyone can think whatever they want, but I'm leaving. I'm taking my kids. I'm not allowing this to continue. And that's when I finally decided to go. Yeah. And so that day, he's like in my kitchen on his hands and knees, begging me not to divorce him, crying. I'll kill myself. Please, please, please don't do this. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I really have had enough now. I have tried so hard to be a great wife, try to help you manage your career, take care of our kids. Like, what else can I possibly do? And you just don't appreciate it. And I feel like in six months, you'll be good for a while. Then I'm going to be here again. And I don't want to do it. So uh, he leaves the house. And a couple hours late, later, he ass dials me. And his phone, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, am I doing the right thing? I'm afraid maybe he'll hurt himself. Maybe I'm not making the right decision here. And then I hear him trashing me to this girl at Starbucks, like, just going on. And I sat there for two hours. Saying what? Oh, just like, uh, uh, I'm a bitch. No one likes me. VH1 hated my guts. He's got a new show coming out. He needs a new girl. Does she want to be on the show? I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. He's talking to a girl that he just met at Starbucks. Yep. Ask yeah. you and you yeah. hear that whole thing. Uh-huh. And so that's why I was like, thank you, God. Like, there are no accidents. There are no accidents. Why would my phone ring at that exact moment when I'm... God was like, looking out for vacillating. you. vacillating. Am I doing the right thing here? Oh, my God. That was yeah. a gift. Yeah, it was. Because it made me strong enough to go, okay, okay, for sure. This is no, God I mean, telling I, me. I always yeah. say sometimes someone's greatest gift is treating you so badly that there's no going back. Yeah. And that was the final for you. That was the final that, thing. That was the, the push that I needed to not back and down. And not regret yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. now how many, it's been several years now, yeah, right? Yeah, we've been divorced. I think I think 2010 when is when it was final. Like and 2008, what is he I up to now? He is married to the girl that he was talking to from Starbucks. He met her that day and married her. That's the well, Amy. Is that the Amy girl? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I She was on my radar. I didn't know it was her at that time, but I had broken into a lot of his accounts because like I yes. told you, I'd pretend to be him because, you know, I didn't believe him now that he right. was telling me the truth. Didn't he meet this girl on MySpace? That's where she was on my radar. He, yeah, I, I saw that they were communicating and I felt like their conversation was not one of someone, it was too familiar. Like, I'm like, I remember seems... I was freaked out because she had red hair too. Yeah. And your mm-hmm. hair was, your hair is more like a darker, but it's still sort of a, you kind of yeah. had a reddish hair before. Yeah, no, I and, had red hair. And so she had red hair, but she was really young. Right? Uh, is she like 20? She's in her 20s, yeah. So she's like at least 23 years younger than him, isn't she? Or oh, 20, at um, least 20 years. Yeah, I think she's he's going to be 56 and she's in her early 30s. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But everyone thinks we look alike. Like either I'm that's, the old uh, version no, of her that's or what, she's that's the heavy version of me. me. Out. Yeah. A yeah, she's heavier than you and just, uh, yeah, like a little sister or something. So they, so they got married and they're still together. Yeah. Yep, they got married, and um, I like her. I think she's awesome. I know That's what she great. goes through, so when she's 
when they're like, and so oh, you were okay like, with her, you know, being with your children. Totally. On, I, I feel better that she's there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Sometimes that's, that's what happens. Yeah. Is the the, the yeah. first wife and the second wife join forces. Oh, my God. Like, Thank was, God someone else is there. When, yeah. When she was in the picture in the beginning, I was like, oh, let me take you to lunch. Let's go get our nails. Like, I was doing everything to get the focus off of me. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, look at this cute dress on you. Like, I'm going to take you shopping. Yeah, so I was trying to do everything to get the focus off of me. You didn't, like, go to the wedding or anything, did you? No, they got okay. married in Hawaii. They, okay. They didn't even invite our kids, which I thought oh. was weird. But Okay. Uh, Has but, she, yeah. Have they had any more kids together? No, no. I, I don't know. And where do they live now? Well, I made them get a vasectomy because oh. I was worried that after... That he'd knock someone up. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've worked too hard. Everything that we have should go to our kids. I don't want I think some, that's a... That's... A, yeah. that's that was the smartest thing you did. Yeah. So I, I forced that <laughs> in him. I yeah. will give you extra yeah. good props yeah. for that. Yeah. No, I and was like, I'm so not how old are your kids now? Uh, 23 and 17. And everybody's doing good? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, I would like to tell people, don't put your kids on TV. It was not good for my... Oh, my younger one was too young. He really... But still, he when people go, oh, do you think that, you know, the show caused you to get a divorce i'm like no that was happening whether a camera was rolling or not right so my kids were still growing up in that right you know? that chaos but yeah. i think for my daughter it was very detrimental so i would like to warn people don't put your kids on even better if you're going to make an ass out of yourself you might not even want to do it because your kids can see that they're going to see and they're going to see everything people say about you mm. and Again, at that time, and even, it's, it's even worse now. Yeah, because we, now we didn't even have if a show boards. gets canceled. Yeah, you can go watch it. You can watch it on an app. You can watch a season yeah. from eight years ago. Right, like your show would be hard to find today. I think very it is hard. hard to find. Yeah. But like, if you're going to watch Real Housewives from four years ago, it's very easy to find. Yeah, and you can but watch a whole I, season. I yeah. think the fact that what's happening on the show can be bad. Yeah, but I think the fact that your kids can get on the computer and read all the terrible things that people say about you and your parents, it's just yeah. not good. Yeah, no, not. Uh, I don't feel like they were attacking my kids that much. Every once no, but in a while, I'm saying they can read say, what they say about your parents. Exactly. Yes, that's what I was and saying. I yeah. think that that was not good for yeah. her to to see that and. Before that, that didn't exist. Like, it wasn't even anything we thought about. There was, it just wasn't. There wasn't the online no, presence there was back no, then. No, no boards where people could make or comments. Now, and, and it's a huge part of any reality yeah. uh, reality person's it is job now. is to yeah. write beyond everything. Um, well, yeah. Gretchen, this has been real juicy, real fun talking to you. Your book, now it doesn't come out for a while though, right? Uh, August 14th. August 14th. Mm -hmm. But... Um, there's lots in here, and is there any way they can follow you or anything else that you want to promote? Um, I have an Instagram. I think it's Gretchen Bonaduce. I don't even know. Like, I hate this stuff, but you have to do it. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to. I have a Twitter. I think um, that's Gretchen Bonaduce. Yes, I know and you I have, have a Twitter. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, and I'm doing a book signing on the 14th at Pop Obscure Records, 6 to 8. That's when it comes out. Okay. So if you want to come out, I would love to say hi. And it would be awesome to have people here. And awesome. I'm, I'm so proud. Like, I wrote the book. I originally was thinking about it, getting a ghostwriter. Then I was like, nah, I'm too greedy. I don't want to pay somebody. I can do this. So I was very disciplined about sitting down, writing, and just writing and writing. And, and telling your stories. Yeah, and, and not um, getting stuck. You know, yeah. like, if I couldn't 
think of a place to go, I just start a different story. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, I hate that word uh, cathartic because it's just overused in my no, opinion. No, but I think but, it really is. I've <laughs> had moments where I've shared stuff either on the podcast or in my books and it absolutely is cathartic. It's your version mm. of therapy. Yeah. And then and then the response that you'll get of people saying like I can relate is the most healing of all. Right. Well, and I also think it was important to be what I would like to say. That's why I wanted to do it instead mm-hmm. of having someone else represent me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want that. I want to say what I want to say in the way that I want to say it and I'm going to talk about things even that embarrass me. Because, you know, if you're writing a book, you kind of have to be um, fair and mm. say things yeah. about yourself that maybe you really would rather people exactly. you know, didn't know. No, it's very but. honest. Well, thank you, Gretchen. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you. Thank you.